0: Oddity files the podcast. All things creepy, crypto, and other worldly. Oddity
1: files the podcast. What's up, weirdo? Yay. Yay. <laughs> you are here for Oddity files.
2: The podcast. podcast.
1: See, now you screwed it up.
2: Oh, gosh.
1: Oddity Files. (laughs) The The podcast. podcast. It's a thing. We we try to make a thing out of everything we do. Some stick.
2: (laughs) One of these live times, so people will say it with us. One of these times. Like, our friend Ani, she caught on last time. Yes. And I was so thrilled. (laughs) Oh, I know. (laughs) Like, thrilled. (laughs) I
1: know. I think Nikki did too, as well. Yeah. yeah. So, I'm Kitsy Duncan. And
2: I'm Clayton Abbott.
1: And we are Oddity Files. Yeah.
2: So if you aren't familiar, Oddity Files is a paranormal, creepy, cryptid podcast, and we just tell each other stories of like scary stories and stories that so cryptids. If you aren't sure what cryptids are, like Bigfoot and um, big squids and octopus in Oklahoma, yeah. and just those sort of urban legendy type things.
1: Black-eyed kids. Black-eyed which eyed is children, terrifying. which are so creepy. And the just rake, which is, don't worry, we're not going to get into
2: any of that stuff.
1: <laughs> At least, not that I, I'm not.
2: I won't. I won't, I won't speak for Clayton. I won't get too creepy.
1: <laughs> so yeah, we're a podcast that goes up every Friday. We just uh, put a new one up today, and we're on all the major podcast apps. Yes. So if you like what you hear here and aren't already a listener, subscribe, write a nice review. Cause yeah. Did I tell you we had our first bad review? We did. On Podbean? Yes. I'm officially annoying.
2: She's going to be mad about this. Oh, yeah.
1: So the lady, apparently, of the podcast, <laughs> should, should be more behind the scenes because she's annoying. And there was a what? typo. Oh, yeah. There was a typo. So we had to put another review up to fix this typo. You lost sleep over this. No, okay. not at all. I figure we've made it because we've had our first bad review.
2: Okay, yeah, that's fair. <laughs> oh, God. That's the
1: way it goes down. Okay, so our paranormal in the news that does not want to open because I'm me. Did you guys hear that if Bernie Sanders gets elected, he's going to release everything on aliens that the government knows? Really? Yeah. So Bernie Sanders says he'll reveal the truth about aliens if elected president. He's
2: literally trying to buy
1: votes. (laughs) He's looking out for that weirdo vote. Yep. Um, Presidential candidate Bernie Sanders has pledged to reveal the truth about aliens if he's elected in 2020. Um, Podcast host Joe Rogan asked the senator from Vermont in the final moments of an hour-long interview See, this is a bad thing about live podcasts. I got to pull the bifocals into play, and now everybody can see it. Um, that he would tell the public about aliens and UFOs if he were to find out something while in office. He he's quoted as, "I will tell you, my 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 wife would demand that I let you know." Sanders replied. Apparently, she's a huge fan of the aliens, Ooh. as are we. I guess. Um, I'm not going to read the whole story, but there was a quote from Barack Obama in here <laughs> that was pretty interesting. So when he, when uh, Barack Obama was asked about reports during an ABC news interview, no, that's Trump. We don't care what he says. Um, oh, here it is. So, Obama was asked on Jimmy Kimmel Live in 2015 about aliens, and he they said he deflected it with jokes. I, I'm, not, I'm thinking it's not a joke. I'm just putting that out there. He says, the aliens won't let it happen. You'd reveal all their secrets, and they would exercise strict control over us, Obama said. <laughs> I can't reveal anything. Truth, humor, I don't know. I buy it. I, I'm going with they won't let him say anything.
2: So, <laughs> they won't.
1: No, not at all. So, Sanders 2020, all the alien yes. scoop.
2: If you do listen every week, you'll know that Kitsy and I have been more or less obsessed with the whole Area 51 raid.
1: Ridiculously And obsessed.
2: it seems like every other week, our podcast, Paranormal the News, <laughs> somehow... Found its way back to that.
1: Oh, yeah, Area 50. At least this one wasn't Area 51. Right, exactly. It was real news. But people are so.
2: probably just like, this is just an alien podcast now.
1: Well, <laughs> we're kind of big fans.
2: Right. Neither of us went.
1: No. But, you know. But it did not look like a great time. <laughs> <laughs> it was right. just a bunch of YouTubers and social networking kids. Right. And the guards were just like not having any of it. Yeah. At least they weren't shot. So <laughs> bonus points for that. Bonus points. So I'm. I, I noticed that there's some children here. I will curb my salty curses. Is no, am I good? <laughs> oh girl, we just became BFS, <laughs> Just in case you didn't know, but I, I won't make it. Mine's not too super scary.
2: Okay, yeah, mine's okay. not. I wouldn't call it scary. No. 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 Okay. Yeah, so, we were at. <laughs> we've done a couple of live podcasts now where they're like, oh yeah, like you guys can talk about whatever you want. Just like watch the cursing, and it's yeah. always so funny because there's always like one point where we'll stop mid sentence. And then continue on, and people are like, "Why did like what was that?"
1: <laughs> and it's
2: like, I know, <laughs> yeah. I know exactly what was exactly. happening. Exactly,
1: because I have a potty mouth. I am actually the granddaughter of a truck driver, so it's in my jeans. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: Wait, speaking of news-worthy items, mm-hmm. did you go to your reiki appointment?
1: I did. That I did. I had so the podcast that went up today, today, Clayton talked about his first Reiki healing appointment that was yes. actually here in Greenwood. Yep. Actually, I think it's Indianapolis Inner Path. Yeah. It's, it's up Over, by the, yeah yeah. I would say it's up by the comic book shop. That's um, right. And he loved it.
2: Yeah, it was very cool.
1: Yeah. Um, so I went to mine. Okay. And come to find out.
2: Oh gosh, you're laughing.
1: Well, I thought it'd be more spiritual, hippie stuff.
2: Oh, no
1: it's not funny, but she, she does it for real, for people that have cancer. And I went into this woman's place just looking to be balanced and stuff like that. So she's like a legit, like medicine woman, healer person. And she sits me down. And the first thing she asked me, so what's your religion? And I'm like, oh, this is not going to go anywhere good. Really? (laughs) Yes. I, I said, you know, I don't really have one. I just, think you should do good things, and good things will come to you. I said, it's kind of my own version of Buddhism, you know, just kind of do right in the world. And she seemed disappointed, which I was like, OK.
2: Did you ask her if she listened to the show? No. Okay, good. No, there's no way this woman (laughs) listens to our show.
1: So um, and I talked to her, and she's like, so what do you know about Reiki? I said, you know, not a whole lot. A friend of mine had it done a couple days ago, and he said I should totally get it done. I said, well, I'm into crystals and spiritualism and all this other stuff. And she's all like, oh, I don't do crystals.
2: I'm like, who is this woman? Also, why is she interviewing you?
1: I don't know. Well, I had originally signed up for a an hour session, because that was the least amount you could do. Okay. She said I was new, so I had to do a 90-minute session for the interview process.
2: Oh, my god! I should have known
1: right then and yep. there that it was no bueno. Scam. Yeah. Well, we'll see. So I go in, I have it done, and it was neat. It it was very cool. Um, You're on this massage table, and you kind of feel like you should be having a massage done. Were you on a massage table? Mm -hmm. Okay. And it was it was cool. It was relaxing. It was like an hour long meditation, like you had said. Yeah. So it was done. I actually felt great. And during it, I actually felt like muscles spasming. Like they were relaxing. What
2: was she, were you face up or face down?
1: I started face up, well, I had an hour. So I started face (laughs) up and ended up face down.
2: (laughs) Okay. Did, what was her process?
1: So she started with her hands over my eyes. Okay. Did did your lady touch you?
2: Uh Uh-huh.
1: Yeah. Hands over my eyes and then, no, she started on shoulders. Yeah. Because, I mean, I'm. One stressed out bitch. So she knew that I needed the shoulders done. Um, and then she kind of worked her way down, All the, and then she went to my feet, and I didn't have socks or anything on. She was like, <laughs> What? <laughs> literally. Oh, for those listening, oh she wouldn't gosh. touch my feet. It was really weird. I just literally 30 minutes ago had a pedicure done. So they were fine. Okay? Just you need to go there. to
2: Jackie at I'm going to go to Jackie. <laughs> because when, and I said this last week, so if you, or, like, listening to the episodes back-to-back, back, I'm sorry. But, like, when I walked in, I just felt... Well, when she approached me, I just felt so comfortable. And she didn't say, like, answer these 50 questions. Yeah. She asked me if I knew what it was, and I was, like, "Like the very, very top surface. That's it. Yeah. And then she was like, Okay.
1: I had one question for her in the interview. Uh-huh. And I said, because I figured, I, I always thought as they pull out the right. bad energy, so good so there's more room for good energy. She goes, oh, I don't believe in bad energy. I'm like, who is this woman? <laughs> anyway, so I flip over. She puts a blanket over my feet this time and works her way down. Uh. Literally just had a pedicure. Oh, I'm just saying. And um, yeah, so uh, she finishes, and I'm all like, So, did you get any senses of anything? She's like, No, not really. (gasps) Oh my God. This was not what I was expecting at all.
2: Me either. $90.
1: Whoa. (laughs) A dollar a minute. No. Including the interview. And um, she goes, Well, there was like major heat um, near your sacrum. Which, okay, that's something I can build off of. She said she felt major heat come out of my sacrum. So today, podcast research, I'm like, so what is the sacrum? Blah, 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 blah. It holds creativity, which God, I need more of in my life. (laughs) Um, Love, everything business, everything good. Okay. So that explains why I've been off for like the last six months, if that chakra's been out of alignment.
2: True. If you believe her.
1: I did feel the pain, my hip pain. I'm going to pull the old lady shit here for a second. But my hip pain went away. Really? And that's also your hip and your sciatica are attached to your sacrum. Uh-oh. And I, old lady shit, have uh, sciatica.
2: Whoa. Yeah. So does she, does this woman only do Reiki? Or it w- yes. Okay. Because Jackie, it and it says so on her pamphlet, um, is also a clairvoyant, which I'm not hundred percent. That's what I want what a clairvoyant That's is. It's like a psychic. That's what I thought.
1: Yeah.
2: Um and she does something else that I should know. But um and that might be why That's she what I like would say yep. things throughout it.
1: Yep. And
2: you know me like not wanting to give them any hints. I was like, okay.
1: Yeah. Well and I did <laughs> be, wait it gets better. So during the interview I'm like just so you know i'm a ghost hunter those of you guys that don't know anything about us we have a a show on amazon prime we investigate the heck out of haunted places all over the world yeah and i'm always worried about attachments or energies attaching to me and and not wanting to leave because i'm that awesome i don't know um but she kind of looked at me weird and then left it at that so afterwards she goes so I was thinking oh, no. during this that, you know, you're so focused on the dead and, and and things and death and which I am. I love murder TV shows right. and ghost hunting TV shows, yep. and my life revolves around that. <laughs> she goes, maybe you should plant a seedling and and watch it grow and see. <laughs> if
2: I'm not I could have seen kidding. your face while I'm she's talking, I'm not saying even
1: kidding. It's... And watch it grow. And I look at her. I go. I can't have plants. I kill plants. <laughs> she goes, I don't think so. And I'm like, I'm done. I yeah. want to go see Clayton's Jackie. Yeah. So don't go to, blo- I thought Bloomington would be a right. more hippy dippy vibe. You know what's going on? Ha uh, not this chick.
2: Well, she also gets that. You know, yeah. she was like, oh, I'm absolutely going to play this market. Yes. You should leave her a review. I, well. Tell them she's well, annoying. Well, but then
1: all the cancer people will come after me and tell me how mean oh, I am. Oh, gosh. <laughs> I mean, it, good for her uh, for doing what she does. Right. Don't
2: say her business name. I'm not name. going
1: to. I'm not <laughs> even going to say her name. She texted me today, hope you're feeling good today. I'm Wrong like, I, I
2: get blocked. <laughs> I'm done. Oh, gosh.
1: So, yeah, that was my experience. I'm sorry. I do. I woke up this morning, though, feeling great. I, I, I had, like... little bit more if it felt a little more balanced if that makes any sense well
2: i will so like again for people who haven't listened to last week's and i'll even just have dj me cut this out when i got it done it was by total accident so someone that's close to us just gave us like a very vague heads up like hey i think clayton should have a reiki healing done no it's
1: more like make sure he gets a reiki (laughs) healing done
2: and i honestly had no idea what it was yeah so i was in that store a little while ago looking for a gift for my sister mm-hmm. and um, like I saw some stuff in there that I just like didn't get and then there's a McAllister's right in front of it and I was eating at McAllister's by myself.
1: I prefer the barbecue place in front and of so it. And so I was <laughs>
2: like what should I do next and then I was like oh I'll go like <laughs> yeah. their herbal wax melts I'm not even gonna like try to cover it up <laughs> I'm a sucker <laughs> for wax melts. <laughs> so I went in there to get them and I'm checking out And literally right next to, like, where I insert my card, it says, like, ask about our Reiki healings or our Reiki sessions. And something was like, just ask. Like, what do you have to lose? It's a
1: sign from above. But
2: there was a lady working the store, walking around, who, and I'm not making a joke, looked like the woman from Harry Potter who, like, reads the tea leaves and everything. Like, big old glasses, like... Is she here? Attire and everything. (laughs) Literally, like, lingering in the hallway. Um, And I was like, I will not take this seriously if it's her. Like if I, I would walked have taken into this it more seriously and compared it's to her lady I'll just now. like laugh. So I asked the woman checking out, I was like, uh what's your all your Reiki stuff about? So she <laughs> I, starts. I wish telling I could me, have watched yeah.
1: you asked about it.
2: And so she it was at two nineteen, I'll never forget it. And she was like, actually we had someone call and cancel a half hour session at two thirty. You can have it if you want. So Again, I was like, what big, else do I have to do? Sign? For the next th- you know, thirty minutes. Yeah. So this woman she was like, I'll let Jackie know, and, like, she'll come out in a minute. So I was like, great. Um, so here comes Jackie, and she was just, like, maybe late 50s, early 60s, super sweet. And I told Kitsy. so, like, I was very close to my grandparents, and the feeling I got when I was at my grandparents was just, like, always comforting and, like, warm, and you could just, like, lay on the couch, and you're also kids, so you just have zero stress. Um, but, like, that was the feeling I got when I shook her hand. It was just like, oh, my gosh, it's like, I've, yeah. I've met you, or I already know you. Yeah. For some reason, I'm being, like, comforted. And she introduced herself, looked deep into my soul. You know, the people who, like... Oh, yeah scares me every so time. Like, Yikes, she's starting. <laughs> yeah. um, so we go back into the room, and she's, like... Um, "She, I only took off my shoes. And she was, like, just go ahead and get on the table. And I asked, like, face up or face down. She goes, whichever way you're more comfortable. And I'm, like, not going to have anybody stab me in the back, literally. So yeah. I will remain face up. And then... That's when she asked me if I was familiar with it. And I told her no. And I I am very skeptical about mediums and all of that entire I don't want to call it an industry, but Ish. that. Yeah. And so I'd only have one other reading done, and I, I just don't give them anything to go off of. Because not that I want them to prove themselves, but like I you also know the power that. of like persuasion.
0: Yeah.
2: So I'm laying there, and she kind of, like, tells me what she's going to do that she might... I guess some of them don't even have to, like, touch you, that they'll just put their hands, like, over that area, but if you are, like, really imbalanced, that they will. And so she just, like you said, started with her... Well, first, she she told me to close my eyes, and she just, like, moved her hands slowly, like, over my body, and I was well, how telling... How do you
1: know if your eyes were closed? I
2: peeked, because I... <laughs> Literally... <laughs> DJ and Jimmy said the same thing. He's like, "How did you know she started that way?" I said, "Cause I started like the whole first five minutes like squinting, to make sure she wasn't like pouring out some chloroform or anything." Um, literally, I was like, "I'm relaxed." Um, so she did that, and then like, she, yeah, she's put her hands on my shoulders, and and I, again, you're hearing all this for like twice. Um, but when I finally closed my eyes and just. Tried to think of nothing. I got like this extreme sense of vertigo, like yeah. almost to the point that I was going to roll off of the table. And at that point, I opened my eyes. And I was like, okay, just kind of like of myself. And it was really cool. She was like, at one point, she asked me, she was like, you work in some sort of creative capacity, um, and she was like, you, you maybe like backed off of something that you did more creative, like make sure you keep that path going, and just like, she said some stuff that I was like, wow. Yeah. That also is something that isn't so vague that anyone, like, I'm sorry, I know I'm going to make people mad. Like, I just don't do horoscopes. But, like, horoscopes are very much that way that they can.
1: You can mold it into exactly. what you need it to. Uh,
2: but some of the things she said were just really specific. And so we had someone, we went on an investigation, how long ago was it? Four years? It's been a minute. <clears throat> and it was not at a good location. Like, all the energy there oh, that one. was bad. I wouldn't say really any good came from that place. And there have been investigations that we've returned to those sites to investigate a second time. I have no desire to go back because just nothing good came from there. Yes, we had evidence. And yes, things happened. But well, nothing... we had a
1: medium there with us that said one specific spirit there did not like either one of us specifically. Right. And there were like six of us there.
2: And that investigation actually had like a little bit of lasting effects on me. It was, I'll say, like, it was so bad, I, when I finally got out of the house, I left. Like, left.
1: He's like, going for Taco Bell, what do you want? I'm like.
2: Yeah, like, usually when we're on site, we're like, in the zone, investigating, whatever. And I left, I like, had to get out of it. Um, And the person, our friend that told me that I should get a Reiki, she said that there was something lingering from that. Mm
1: -hmm. Four years ago. Yes.
2: So, when we were finally done, I asked Jackie, I was like did you get anything negative? I didn't tell her anything we had heard. And she was like, "Um, no. And I said, someone just thought that there may or may have been something attached, more or less, to me at one point. And she was like, that could explain some of the, she called it negative debris, that I had. She said, "Anytime that you have an attachment of any capacity, they almost leave like a footprint. So it might not be attached to you anymore, but there's there are still signs that something was attached to you. So just like some, like she called it, negative debris. Kind of like when
1: somebody writes a bad review about your podcast. It just leaves a, (laughs) sorry, (laughs) footprint.
2: Right, but, and it it does make a lot of sense. And she was like, I wasn't sure what that was from or what it was. And she's like, it's gone now. Like, which absolutely was like closure, if you will. Yeah. But it was interesting just because... I, and I talk about it all the time. We've been investigating for years and we are the furthest thing from experts.
1: No, we just make shit up as we go.
2: (laughs) But I, and I tell people that because they're like, I mean, I'll have friends text me and say, Hey, something weird happened to me. What do you think this is? And I'm sure this, Yeah, I just got one this week. Yeah. And yes, we know a lot and we've learned a lot, but much like it's like calling someone a Bigfoot expert. Like, there's not a Bigfoot somewhere in a lab that someone, like, knows all the answers to, right. much with ghosts and spirits and all that. It's a, it's just, like, this little realm that, yeah, people practice and study and investigate. Yeah. But there's no hard proof. So we're not experts. And that's what I love about this so much is that we are constantly learning. And it's just, like, a matter of having an open mind about things. Yeah. Because as Kitsy knows, like, I do, like, I am religious i'm not like a bible thumper but i'm religious mm-hmm. and so keeping your mind open just kind of everything yeah. like i don't care what you believe in like i have my beliefs and so i'm not gonna make you believe them right um so going there with jackie and like having her talk me through that it was like whoa this there's yeah. so much more to learn without like being stubborn you know oh,
1: yeah no and absolutely. then i left
2: and i was like i'm so so happy i did that
1: i am too um
2: and now I've already told, like, 12 people, like, you should go to this place in Greenwood. And well, <laughs> let
1: me make my appointment with Jackie first.
2: I should get commission.
1: <laughs> you totally Jackie. should. So if you see me up by the comic book store, it's just me getting a, a real Reiki healing right. appointment. Hilarious. So,
2: yeah,
1: I've got stories. You've got stories? I do. I think you go first.
2: I do go first. So, again, if you aren't familiar, we don't know what each other's stories are coming in. We tell DJ DJ Jimmy, again, our producer, what category there are, so Mm -hmm. like a haunting, a cryptid, just so we try not to do the same category. If it happens, it happens, but at least so we know we're not doing the exact same story because that would be awkward. Um,
1: Hasn't happened yet. Still waiting for
2: that. But but yeah, so she has no idea what I'm going to talk about. I have no idea what she's going to talk about. Squee. I have a feeling hers is either going to have something to do with Indiana, books, or a library.
1: You just wait, mister. Okay.
2: <laughs> so I was actually looking for something entirely different. And this always happens to me. I'm, like I'll have something in mind that I want to do. And then I'll like just go down this black hole of whatever I'm looking up. Yeah. And then I see something, I'm like, wow, I'm doing that, that instead. One.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
2: So in a suburban arcade near Portland, Oregon in 1981...
1: Ooh, I've heard about this, but I know nothing about it. Yay, go.
2: A dull digital glow bounced off the faces of teenagers playing a very immersive game. Tiny lines and dots danced or exploded with high-pitched beeps across them all, but one cabinet. Polybius drew the longest lines. Gamers who tried gamers who tried it couldn't stop playing and began acting oddly. They were nauseous, stressed, and had horrific nightmares. What? What? Others had seizures and even attempted suicide. Many felt unable to control their own thoughts. It was only later that they recalled how plebeus was serviced more than the other games. Men in black suits opened the machines no. once a week, recorded its data, and left, with no interest in the coins inside. So soon after it appeared, the mysterious game just vanished without warning. Just what? went away, leaving no record of its, of its existence at all.
1: So Men in Black set up this okay I yeah. I am down for this
2: but it's one of those things where that's the story now. Okay. So the legend is a very like a huge unsolved mystery just in the whole like the arcade world, the gaming world, just anyone My that goosebumps. anyone like I'm sure you could go into an arcade anywhere here and be like go up to the owner and say something and I'm sure that they would have heard They would
1: of know it. something about it.
2: But a lot of people, like conspiracy theorists, act like it never even existed.
1: Conspiracy theorists say it never right, existed. Right, like
2: opposing ones. Oh, okay, yep. gotcha. So it's uncertain just how far back it goes, but the earliest known discussion is it began popping up like in news articles around 1998 when a mysterious description appeared on a vintage gaming website, coinop.org. The current entry for previous states that the game had a very limited release, One or two backwater arcades in a suburb of Portland. And according to rumors, it was developed by some sort of weird military tech offshoot group and used some kind of proprietary behavior modification algorithms developed for the CIA.
1: This is amazing. So
2: back in that time, that market of Portland, and this is fact, was used for, like, arcade demos. Okay. Like, they would make one, put it in an arcade, and just see, like, how it was received. So it wasn't odd to walk in an arcade and see a game that you would never heard of or never seen. So in 1998, the post was shared with, with others. And then in 2000, on a different website called Usenet, and seemingly sparked further lore about the game. By 2003, it appeared in a list of urban legends um, in magazine, just like it was popping up everywhere. So in coinop.org, that original site, Comment section 2006. Someone by the name of Steve Roach added to the story. He said it was created by a company he and a few other naive programmers began called, it's very German, (laughs) Uh, Sineschlogan. Oh, that was beautiful. Thanks. It sounded more Swiss than German. Uh, (laughs) So they were hired by a separate South American company to to do the work. They were merely in over their heads with their advanced, you know, whatever. And uh, so in response, on that website, uh, CoinApp.org amended its entry in 2009 with a rebuttal saying Steve Roach is full of himself and knows nothing about this game. What? The response claimed staff was planning it all. Like, it was just kind of all uh, a planned. Like, the whole thing was planned. Okay. As with most legends, the details are evasive. No one even has a copy of the original Plebeius game file, which are often found. Um, so, arcades just have, like, these giant drives that you, like, plug in. Mm-hmm. So, like, more or less, you could play it on, see it on any cabinet. Right, right. So, but no one can actually agree what the game looks like. Was it a puzzle or a shooter? Like, what type of graphics? No one used. Plebeius, or at least some of the simulations that fans of this game, because there are people who say, like, we played I this. I played this, Yeah. yeah. They said it was disorienting and confusing. Its colorful geometric shapes bend and fold from a center portal like some digital acid trip. If you're prone to seizures, the simulation may actually trigger them. According to legend, the intense combination of vector and raster graphics in Polybius, which was supposed to be impossible, at least in
0: 1981,
2: made the mind of, like, that's what brought up the, the whole idea that this is like government technology because the graphics seemed just like they were too far a ahead of their step above, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, like I said, details about the game are just a little iffy. Its story has a lot of roots of truth. So just decades before Plebias supposedly came in to you know, terrorize organ gamers, <laughs> the government actually was secretly testing unwritten subjects. MKUltra, an unethical government-led experimental program from the 1950s involving LSD, was uncovered in 1975 by the Church Committee of the US Congress. An investigation of the CIA, um, the predecessor controlled the program. So someday
1: I'm going to research MKUltra because you've brought it up. My favorite murder talks about it all the time. So I need to know more about this.
2: So many of the MKUltra subjects did not know that they were part of these tests. All designed to explore brainwashing and confessional techniques. Despite an attempted cover-up, a cachet of 20,000 documents were revealed, were revealed in 1977 and more information was declassified in 2001. What? Showing over 185 researchers and 80 institutions participating in experiments with mind control, resulting in terrible effects in the research subjects. Oh my. Report... Reports of injuries from video games actually happened too, though from entirely different games. A newspaper from Portland from the Portland area at the time reports that a 12-year-old boy named Brian Morrow got sick after drinking Coca-Cola and playing Asteroids for 28 hours.
3: <laughs> well, wow.
2: right. Another boy the same day in the same arcade the same day experienced a, a seizure from playing Atari's game Tempest a puzzle game with fast-paced disoriented graphics that Polybius is often repaired to. Compared oh, okay. To.
1: Gotcha. I was alive back then. You were not.
2: <laughs> so, even the government video game connection is real. The Army and Marines have and still use video games to train soldiers. What's more shady is that arcade owners sometimes dabbled in illegal gambling, so the FBI may have actually been walking around arcades and checking the machines for evidence. So,
1: The Men in Black. The Men in Black. Gotcha.
2: Combined all of that with a very short-lived game in 1985 called Polyplay, an eight-game arcade cabinet that was recalled. Um, And you have a pretty solid uh, medley of stories that could, you know, 30 years later. Right.
0: Yeah.
2: The game Polybius could have been misconstrued early, like, or just mis... The name Polybius could have been a misconstrued version of Polyplay or an intentional reference to the ciphering system of a Greek historian named Plebeus born around 200 BCE. So plebeus itself might not exist, but it hasn't stopped its story from capturing the imaginations of gamers, writers, and artists. The Last Starfighter, a 1984 movie in which a man in black recruits a teen for his epic video game skills they say has been influenced by this exactly oh. a 2006 simpsons episode called please homer don't hammer him shows bart next to a plebeius cabinet oh. with property of us government stamped on the front oh, of it oh i love it and a series called doomsday arcade by escapist magazine is based on it blister declassified a three part series that was supposedly focused on plebeius was canceled before the third installment could be released and there's even um, a T-shirt, and in 2015, a Kickstarter campaign for Plebius was in the works, but it did not get its, it's, funding. its funding. Oh, um, wow. So, plebeus though, just never seems to completely go away. Some online members of the vintage Arcade, arcade Preservation claim to own it, and they okay. say that the serial number is 666. Of course. Photos of unknown origin of the screen and cabinet bounce around. The internet as proof that it exists. And every There's
1: not a single Polaroid that exists of this. Right,
2: I know. A bar in Brooklyn does have a Plebeus cabinet that it showed up on Halloween in 2012. Oh, that's beautiful. So people are like, they're like oh, dressing it up. Yeah. Um, but of course, that photo has now gone around and just whatever and it says that it attracted believers and um instigators user a user commented please tell me that you didn't activate the machine and it was simply a gag or decoration for halloween and added they played the original game um this is the person their comment saying that they suffered a seizure playing the original game and became addicted to the point that if i kept playing it for reasons that i can't remember I wanted to commit suicide. This is what this person covered really? on the picture.
1: I was wondering when you mentioned earlier how the line was just like the longest line for right. this machine, why people well, wanted to like play said, it.
2: Still to this day, people are saying, I played the, Like I played this game. I remember.
1: It was the precursor to Facebook, people. We're all right. addicted to Facebook, right?
2: So there's actually a Craigslist ad in LA that advertised a previous cabinet for sale. This time, though, the culprit was a prop house for Sony Pictures, which made the cabinets for a movie that was actually never made. The cabinet was had an engraved plaque labeling it property of the U.S. government. In an, in an email, who, the person who was listing the prop said, plebeus Machine was dressed up to resemble all aspects of a myth They clearly took care to satisfy the nerdism of the, the gaming community regarding the myth. So since that, the posting... The listing has gotten multiple emails commenting on whether or not it's true, obviously. Right, right. And the person who posted it said, the post has become something like a crystallization point for the imaginations of the game. (laughs) Um, While many believe that it's an urban legend or a hoax, the story of Polybius still has people searching for one. But why no one can find one? Who knows? It's likely they'll keep looking. It's likely that they'll never find one. But there are hundreds of hundreds and hundreds of people out there that are saying
1: i played this game i
2: know that i played this game and like That's describing insane. the graphics they know that they like lived there at that time they they saw these people come and look at the machine now i understand like the whole fbi thing but uh, but
1: still i know but it's weird that's insane. I know. You know, I have those arcade games in my storage unit. We should totally dress one up
2: as one. We should. That would be fun. <laughs> that
1: was good. I liked that a lot. It wasn't too creepy, but I still no. want to know what...
2: Uh, Siri just showed me everything I said for the past.
1: <laughs> Did you turn on Siri? Because oh your mother's here. Oh.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'm Good question.
1: Every time so uh, this is Clayton's mother right here, and she, her Siri is haunted every time she listens to our podcast. <laughs> so,
2: but the strange thing is, it will, it'll pop up even when she's listening like with headphones. So she's yeah. not saying anything out loud, but then her Siri pops up just like. It so is you were Siri, right? to
1: fill us in on the last podcast where you work. Is it haunted?
2: Oh, right. Could
1: be. Yeah.
2: That's what I thought. Yeah. I thought you said like... It's a very,
3: very,
1: very old building yeah. in downtown New Orleans.
2: But ha- yes. haven't people had experiences in yes. there?
1: I'm telling you, that well, ghost you know, does not like, like our Well, you know, it's like two miles
2: from the Culbertson Mansion.
1: My favorite place in the entire world. <laughs> so... Speaking of haunted places...
2: Maybe when you gave, gave Anna the boot, she just took a wrong turn.
1: Somewhere. Maybe she did. Maybe she's hanging out with you. And it's mad because I don't bring her up enough. Yeah, watch this one you'll listen to and you'll oh be gosh. like, nothing will happen. So Clayton was exactly right what? in my the the, the the description of my oh. story. It's, it's, a, it's a library in Evansville, Indiana. And is
2: there a book? Yeah.
1: I mean, it's a library,
2: okay. <laughs> so there's a lot of books. So at our live podcast, she always tries to do something relative to where we are, which is very fitting. But... Sometimes
1: it's a pain in the ass, though. Right. But
2: <laughs> but it's also fitting. And it's like a lot of times, especially when we are somewhere in the country, like we do these, Yeah, it's, it's fun. To, like when we did one out in Seattle, like doing something that's more local to that area, um, Raleigh, North Carolina. Yeah. So I honestly love that you do that. I don't do it because I do not feel like it would be overkill.
1: Well, and there's a more likely chance that we'll do the same story.
2: Absolutely. Yeah. Or, like, I'll accidentally read part of your story.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Well, this is a very notorious haunted building Ooh. that I'll, you may or may not have heard of. Has everybody heard of the Willard Library in Evan, Evansville? Our
0: friend works
1: there. Really? Oh, yeah. Well, I need to talk to your friend because I want to investigate the Willard Library. So the Willard Library is located in Evansville, like I said, and is said to be the oldest working library in our state, and I got most of my information from hauntedhouses.com. This is the first time I'm actually reading from papers for this podcast, so if I drop stuff or things like that, just laugh and I'll, I'll work it into the whole Did you number your thing. pages?
2: No. Oh, gosh.
1: Yeah. Numbers are hard. So this, t- <laughs> this two-story brick building was originally financed, and the land was given to the city by Mr. Willard Carpenter in 1885. This stunning Italian Gothic-style building can be found at 21st Avenue in Evansville, which is right across the Wabash River from Kentucky. I spelled Wabash, Wabash, and it's really going to annoy me. <laughs> with its standard Victorian corner tower and the high ceilings that I'm a sucker for, including those very tall Victorian era windows. I, every house I drive by with those super yes. tall windows, I'm like haunted and I want it. <laughs> so the Willard, Carp- Willard Carpenter was a businessman and devoted public servant, but he had n- nothing to do with his very own three children. In fact, he told his daughter, Louise, she would receive nothing when he died. Oh,
2: my God! Stand-up
1: guy. Right. Yeah. Um, the library building was start- started in 1876. A depressed economy halted the construction in 1877, and the building's foundation sat unfinished for five years. The building wow. was resumed in 1882, and Carpenter devoted the rest of his life to to the supervision of the building, and he worked with the architects and hired the workmen himself, apparently trying to avoid his children. <laughs> Carpenter passed away after suffering a stroke in 1883, two years before the library was complete. It's a little bit of sweet revenge there. Right. He left all of his money to the public charity. He was not lying to his children. The library was always a reminder to his family that he loved the city more than them. Whoa. Who is this
2: guy? Right? Stand up.
1: Yeah. But it wasn't until 50 years after the library opened, a custodian quit his job after seeing a ghost of a woman in a gray dress and a shawl. He saw her in the basement of the children's library, because, you know, ghosts just hang out where the kids mm-hmm. are. Uh, The Janner had come in late at night to stoke the furnace, because I guess there wasn't gas heating back then, in order to heat the library for the next day. And this would be the first of hundreds of sightings of the spirit that haunts the Willard Library. Hmm. Interesting. Very. Here's the stuff y'all are here for, the sightings. There are so many documented all over the interwebs. I mean, it's a public place, so people in the library are all the time apparently seeing this lady in gray. And she isn't as shy as many spirits. And the stories go a little something like this. So the second janitor hired to replace the former one had direct contact with the lady in gray as she accidentally, he accidentally bumped into her in the basement. She promptly disappeared. After many sightings of the gray lady in the basement, he ended up quitting as well. Uh, Right. Yeah, but kudos janitor number two for, you know, trying to stick it out throughout all these sightings. At one point, the library was throwing a children's party in the basement. A hyper three-year-old boy was doing three-year-old things and wandering around where he shouldn't have been. Kid stuff. His mother reports him coming back to her bawling and wide-eyed. He crawled up into his mother's lap and stayed there the rest of the party. When he finally was able to tell his mother what happened, he told her that a lady in gray was trying to get him to go back to the party. So you know, built-in babysitter, Right. bonus. Um, Many employees claim that faucets have been known to turn off and on all by themselves when they know that they're the only ones in the bathroom and the restroom doors are locked. The gray lady apparently took a liking to two longtime librarian, librarians. I was so worried I was gonna say library, <laughs> and I did. Uh, to two longtime librarians in the 80s, Margaret Mayer and Helen Cam. They first started to see the gray lady in the children's library in the basement. The apparition appeared as a blurry gray mass, kind of dementor ish. Right. Yeah. Um, but during major reconstruction, in the children's library, the gray lady decided to go home with Margaret, which I found odd, because yep. it's supposed to kick up paranormal That's activity. Yeah, yeah. So she's just like, nah, eh, I'm going on vacation. <laughs> um, yeah, <laughs> I'm just going to leave all this racket. Um, but Margaret was a big fan of the gray lady, so this unexpected guest began to appear clearly in front of Margaret and her family in her home. Margaret and her sister Ruth knew the gray lady was with them when they suddenly caught the aroma of the gray lady's unmistakable really strong perfume. They described it in one of the things a sure. musky, strong, but it's like maybe back off on the perfume, girl. They also claimed the spirit would start start the clothes dryer on its own. So not only do you have a house guest She's doing laundry. Right.
2: I would love that ghost.
1: So, if we ever I know you totally would. So, if we ever do get to investigate, you're totally taking her home with you, aren't you? No. No. Okay.
2: Well, otherwise, I'll have to see Jackie again All, and then like Well, she sounds
1: know. fabulous. Any excuse to see Jackie at this point. The gray lady made a partial appearance in front of Margaret's nephew. The boy was sitting in the dining room table and he saw a fuzzy gray form ...going up the stairs wearing clearly seen high-button shoes that thumped up the stairs. Whoa. That would freak me out a little bit. Terrifying. As if the signs weren't already there, Margaret was sure she had brought the lady home with her... ...when she saw her first clear sighting of the lady in gray after coming into the house from her backyard. The lady was dressed in a long, flowing gray dress high-button shoes, and was floating down the hallway where she vanished. So here's my problem with that. Okay. She stomps up the stairs, but <laughs> floats down the, ha- the hallway. <laughs> yes. So, I don't know. Just questions. Um, this gentle lady in gray stayed for four months as a guest Margaret and, of Margaret and Ruth until the construction was finished in the basement of the library when the ghost returned to haunt the library, and the sisters didn't mind at all.
2: Whoa.
1: The perfect house just, guest. Yeah,
2: literally. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Except stomping up the stairs. I'd have to put a kibosh on that. So who knew ghosties could take vacations? Right. I mean, well, mm-hmm. I do, since I had one follow me
2: home for about a year. Apparently, Invited home. Yeah,
1: uh, well, it's debatable. I didn't.
2: There's actual footage.
1: There is. <laughs> follow me, Anna.
2: Literally. Okay. <laughs>
1: Apparently, after her brief hiatus from the library, she came back stronger than ever once the construction was finished and started showing up all over the library.
2: Well, see, she just didn't want to stay somewhere during all, like, imagine living somewhere during, a, you know, while you're redoing an area of your house.
1: Oh, yeah. Well, everything's fabulous now. She's well-rested. She That's had what a I mean. nice four-month stay or four, whatever it was. So on the top floor of the library, the door opened and shut all by itself during a local women's meeting. After that, the women decided to meet somewhere else. Oh. End of story. <laughs> Lights are reported to be turned off and on all by themselves. Now, faucets on any floor are turning on when nobody's even around. And the scent of the strong musky perfume is reported quite often all over the library. Wow. I would always check for Glade plug ins <laughs>
2: because. Wax melts.
1: Or wax <laughs> It happened to me on an, uh, like my second investigation. It was before you even started investigating with us, and I'm like, "Juice, I smell lavender I'm, I'm <laughs> all over the room, and I'm like, "Oh, blade plug-in." So yeah, you got to check for those. Um, a head librarian, Joan, was reading a book while walking from the upstairs staff room, where she had just eaten her lunch, and was on her way back down to the basement. While going by some book stacks, she instinctively felt that she was about to run into someone. You know how you get that feeling? I don't, because when I'm on my phone, I walk into stuff all the time. But she stopped quickly and looked up from her book. She was surprised to see the gray lady standing clearly in front of her, like a real person. Joan shut her eyes and looked away for a second, which I imagine is exactly how it would go down. When she looked up again, she was just gone. She had just vanished. This incident didn't scare her. She felt the lady was kind and would never cause harm. So, who is she? It's all speculation in theory at this point, only because Oddity Files hasn't investigated there. Because we'd go and she'd tell us her name, her age, her social security number. We'd have it all down pat.
2: She'd have the guest room at your house. (laughs)
1: Literally. Literally one possible theory is that the lady in gray may be the daughter of willard Willard carpenter louise who had sued the library in 1890 over the money that had been given to the library and she felt the money belonged to her she's a sassy one when she lost her case on both the local and appeals level she became very angry and bitter and never got over the defeat but would she be so docile and non-threatening if she were out for revenge? I don't right. think so. I mean, if it, if it were her, it'd be like that opening scene in the original book, Ghostbusters movie all over again. All you over? know, The cards <laughs> yes. flying. And, um, and apparently, a research librarian had identified the time period of the Grey Lady's clothes as being from a much earlier area than the 1890s era, not area. Interesting. You knew what I meant. Yeah. So if it's not Louise, who is it? In 1985, a well-known parapsychologist, Lucille Warren, no relation. Okay. I was... It didn't mention a relation, it so I'm assuming... Sounds way too close to Lucille, not be related. Lucille, Lorraine. I know. Lorraine Warren is a very, very famous psychic medium. Oh, right. um, the Conjuring, all that thing, that was
2: all based off her. yeah
1: Yeah. she paid a visit to the library not Lorraine we're back to Lucille to see if she could find out more about the lady in gray mrs. Warren saw the ghost in the children's library and gave an in-depth description of her including her specific 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 hairstyle her attire and then her clothing was from the early 19th century While the lady in gray was too shy to speak with Mrs. Warren, Mrs. Warren sensed and saw that the lady in gray wasn't haunting the library at all, but the field on which the library was built. She saw that the lady gray was staring into a pool of water. And from, yeah, from this information, Lucille had the psychic feeling that the lady in gray had drowned in the water canal that is still located near the library library lucille feels it was a possible suicide so there's all the information of the lady in gray so is anyone else haunting the willard library funny you should ask (laughs) remember margaret who took the gray lady home during construction on the basement well apparently in 1992 a child saw the ghost of Margaret Mayer sitting in a peacock chair in the children's basement room with the ghost of the Lady in Grey standing behind her.
2: All in the basement.
1: All in the basement. So if we do go... Oh, yeah. So they became basties in the afterlife.
2: At the In the library basement.
1: On a peacock chair. <laughs> it doesn't get more fancy than that. So there you have it, kids. The most haunted library is in our state. It is considered the most haunted library in the United States. And I am dying, again, to investigate this place for myself, but this is where it's, I get goosebumps just thinking about it. you can, too, from the comfort of your own home. The library has installed a few ghost cams. Whoa. Yeah. Oh it's so cool. And you can watch for the Lady in Grey or for Margaret yourself from the comfort of your own home. And the Grey one has been spotted several times on these cameras. No way. And it's on their website. It, what You're watching the cameras, and if you spotted the Lady in Grey, you hit a button, and it'll, like, capture it.
2: Oh. That's, it's so cool. It's also very smart.
1: Yes. <laughs> Um, so if you head to willardghost.com you can see the evidence and view the cameras Whoa, yourself that's awesome look at that's us taking it all very, very whatever cool. century we're in because numbers are hard
2: um, That so I did Walt Disney World comp- there are rumors that it's yeah. haunted as well and there's one clip of like a little, like a gray the one yeah. that's walking down the sidewalk that the security camera's Catches plain as day. Yeah, that's like the type of figure I have in my exactly. head. Exactly.
1: No, that there's not a whole lot of them, but there's right. like four or five, what? and it's like one of them. It like legit looks like a person, not a spider on the camera, but legit, and she's gray. We need to reach out. We do.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I've seen a spider.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so there you have it, kids. There's yeah. we no, tell that creepy was stories. That yeah, that's really cool. I liked it, and I actually. They were just recently under construction again, and I had contacted them right before they went under construction. She's like, "We're about to go under construction, and we can't do any investigations now." But they seem to open to it. I do need to reach out again.
2: So, at our live podcast at Indie PopCon, didn't someone bring this up to us?
1: Maybe I'm Alzheimer's years old.
2: But I thought that 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 girl afterwards was like, "I'm from Evansville, and I live right down the block from this." she
1: did but she was talking about a cemetery i i don't don't remember remember. i don't think it was that no
2: but well i definitely thought so i was doing again my research and i came up on something that happened in Indy that i had no idea about really and i literally about started looking into it and i was like there's no way christina's doing this like not gonna do it
1: no and it wasn't
2: nope Oh. Unless you, well, have you written your for Sunday? Yeah. No. Are you doing something based off of Indianapolis? Yes no. Sunday. Oh. Uh. Uh-uh. Well, then maybe.
1: Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Please do, because now I my interest right. is peaked. <laughs>
2: so typically, after we tell each other our stories, we every week we ask people to email us their listener stories so because and one of my favorite
1: that, stories ever,
2: ever was yeah. written by
1: this fabulous woman right here brought me to tears even though I'd yeah. already known the story people crazy. still talk about Tracy's story but you'll have what episode was it Tracy? Nine. Episode nine see at the end of the podcast please listen to it you will ball as is well.
2: Unbelievable. I'm, but at Live Podcast we open it up to the floor so if anyone has an experience that they've had but no share.
1: pressure. Right.
2: No pressure. But feel free to share with you. You got
1: audience.
3: one? So I have, have two, actually. So when I was little, my grandparents lived in front of Earlham Cemetery in Richmond, and the part of their house that faced the cemetery was the kitchen. And the section of the cemetery that was right there was the children's section. So like in the early like 1800s, like when they had a lot of infant deaths, those are the kids that were buried in that section so my grandmother and i would play cards with my other grandmother who also lives in richmond and we would come home frequently very late at night and the first thing we would do would be go into the kitchen and get a drink and i remember multiple times going into the kitchen getting the sink faced out the window
2: of course it did
3: and so i would be standing at the sink rinsing out my cup and there would be like you could see Floating things, no. and yes, because there was so there was an alleyway that went behind their their house, and they did not have any lights in this alleyway, so you could see like it yeah. was always pitch black. Oh my god! And so god. you could see little things floating, and I always remember that. Um, but I always thought it was cool.
2: I. <laughs> yeah. So. I expected you to say, like, there was a child standing right in the window, so and I was prepared one of to be terrified. My, so,
3: <laughs> the lady – the girl that babysat me lived a couple of houses down, and she and her friends, as a joke, one, no. <laughs> when they were in high school, went into the cemetery and oh. spent the night. And no. she said that they saw multiple, like – formed a ghost and oh I was like oh my god I don't want to hear any more about that because I was yeah, at the time I was like 10 or 12 I, sure. I didn't want to hear it anymore yeah. about no, it I then. feel you. what so, but yeah so but it was and there's been other um, places in that cemetery that are rumored to like see ghosts because there is Places in the fence that you can get in and go oh, right, right. into the cemetery. Like, if you know the right places to get yeah. into, you can get into it. Oh my God. Even gosh. though they lock it down at night. And what is your name? My name's Chrissy. Chrissy, thank you. That That's was perfect. Incredible. And then the other one. Oh, so, oh yeah. Of um, <laughs> my parents lived in Lowell, Kentucky. Okay. Um, my oh, chief, she
1: said it right. Like, you have a piece right. of shit in your mouth. <laughs>
3: Lowell. <Global. laughs> I got taught how to say it multiple times when I lived there (laughs) because I'm a born and bred user. (laughs) And so I said it wrong many times. Yeah. Same. Um, But they um, lived in this house that was built by, he was was built completely by this old man. And so I lived there for about a year and a half full time because we moved my junior year in high school and then I went away to college. So while I was there and living there, I had all these CDs. Like I had this great CD collection.
1: Like and my for dad, you kids, CDs used to play music. <laughs> <laughs> and
3: so my stepdad had this really high-end stereo, and I would sit in front of it and
1: play my CDs. And a stereo is now a Bluetooth speaker. <laughs>
3: yes. Um, and so like. I suddenly my CDs would be missing. Like I would put them in the CD changer and then I would go and go to work or go to school and I'd come back and they wouldn't be in there. The cases would still be on the stereo, oh, no. but the CDs would be gone. What? So <laughs> and like we would like little things would be like disappear when we first moved in. We were sitting in the dining room, all eating dinner. The Colts game was on the TV, mm-hmm. and we we had pets, but they were actually both sitting in the dining room with us. And all of a sudden, the TV turned to channels completely. Apparently, they didn't like. Um, they were
1: football, not a Colts fan. And they
3: changed it to something completely different, like a love story or something, some movie. Oh, a lady looking for a story. My went <laughs> back, changed it back to the Colts game, and it stayed like that. But weird things like that would happen and so this old man built this house and his wife died in it shortly afterwards and so the people that my mom and dad bought the house from said you know some weird things happen occasionally but she's friendly but just
2: that's hilarious just
3: don't be surprised if things go disappear so when my parents moved back to Indiana um, I went down to help them move And I had searched behind the stereo a thousand times for these CDs. I kid you not, I found every single missing CD. The day they were moving out, the last day we were physically in the house, all the CDs were behind the stereo.
1: She's like, I better give this back.
3: We had pulled the stereo, like my stepdad had pulled the stereo out multiple times. It was one of those cabinets that had like one of those um, cabinets that... You fed the wires through, but it had a solid yeah, 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 yeah. back. Like, so there was no like going behind Whoa. it or going down it. But yeah, there were some other things that my mom had lost over the years. Oh, that
1: that's beautiful. went
3: missing. Well, I
1: mean, not for you, because you <laughs> probably wanted your <laughs> that CDs.
3: That magically appeared as we were that is moving. Out of the house.
2: I <laughs> love
1: that. Oh, that was amazing.
2: Playful ghosts. Yeah.
1: I had a, I had a ghost that would hide things from. My family growing up. Um, but my mom would always say, it's just the ghost. Give it a couple of days, it'll yeah. be back. We would
3: say, it's Mrs. Renfro, because that was, where, well, was her name. Well, at least
1: you knew your name. <laughs>
3: so my mom would occasionally be like, can you just give it back?
1: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it didn't
3: ever give it back. When she asked for it, it would randomly appear other times. But,
1: But <laughs> the fact that the last day you were in that uh-huh. home, she's just like... You know, yeah, I've was, been. I really like this music, but I think I'm going to give her her, her really, CDs yeah. back. It was really
2: funny. That was awesome. <laughs> that was Thank awesome. you. Thank you so much.
1: Two stories for one. I know, right? <laughs> I love it. Best case scenario. Yeah. So yeah, we're on Files. We are.
2: If you're bored on Sunday, we have another live podcast at Scarlet Lane Brewery South, Old
1: South Side. Old South Side Yeah.
2: At it starts at seven doors open at six
1: it really starts at says so did we tell you guys we showed up a half hour early thinking we were late
2: We did. so we come yeah. again we have a tv show on amazon prime and before this we were finishing uploading everything to prime for i approval. drove all the way
1: up to his house in indy because my internet is terrible
2: and so we were like okay we start at six no worries it's literally like five miles it's not very far yeah. to get here um we upload it and then because it was, you know, five thirty yeah. and everyone's heading south or outside of Indy, here we are just in traffic, and we rush in at three or four minutes till yeah. like, like we're frantic. Here, really. And we not, walk in, we're
1: like, there's nobody here.
2: Not a single person here. <laughs> and I was like, Well, I mean, on the bright side we can just start like whenever we whenever want. Whenever we want. Like, yeah.
1: <laughs> and finally I I, I I look at our, our host and I'm like you know, do you just want your own podcast? She's like, no, you don't need to start yet. I'm like, it's like 10 after right. 6. She's like, no, it's at 6.30. And I'm like, I've been telling everybody it's at Literally. 6. But Thank it's God you don't, guys don't pay attention to me. It's
2: a good thing that we thought it was at 6, because We're we still probably would have shown up like 6.28. <laughs> Literally.
1: But, but on that, season three is uploaded. Yes. It's been submitted to Amazon Prime. Yes. If you haven't watched our TV show and you have Amazon Prime, just search Oddity Files. I have a uh, little four by six cards, which I had plenty of time to get out, but I didn't because right. that's me. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have stories? No, I just want to know what episode is your Waverly, Waverly episode in? That it one. will be five. Yeah. Five. Season three, episode five. five. Yeah. Six is Bobby Mackey's. Yes. I will go there. Check us out, guys, if yeah, you haven't. On
2: all platforms. Yeah. And then we also, we're really involved on social media, so Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. We actually have a little group on Facebook called the Oddity Files Fan Group where we release some just early news and sneak peeks and a lot of behind-the-scenes stuff from the upcoming season is yes. on there. Um, as soon as we know that we're approved by Amazon Prime, then we're going to...
1: I will not shut
2: up about it. But, <laughs> but we're going to put the... The new opener up that we have for yes. season three. So last season, we went through it with Amazon trying to get the season up. For some reason, they were just like I
1: uploaded it in all November. All these like
2: teeny little things that we changed that, and then they'd come back with something completely different that needed changed. Mm-hmm. And it felt like it went on forever.
1: It it I submitted it in November. It came out in April.
2: Right. So like so that's it literally
1: a went on forever.
2: Because we even said we were like. Season's coming up next week. Like, be on the lookout. And then people are like, where is it? We're like, we don't know yet." Now I just (laughs) use
1: coming soon. Right.
2: So as soon as we know that everything's been approved, we will put a date out there. Yeah. Hopefully. I
1: cannot wait. I'm so excited. It's a really
2: good season. We've kind of changed things for the season. Um, I just feel like it's more, um, I don't want to say legit, but it just feels more like. We got
1: some real legit evidence. We did.
2: I feel like we kind of like upped the ante on the, the locations that we went to. Uh, we have a lot of new equipment that we're using, mm-hmm. and and like I said earlier, we just learned so much. So have enjoying. you seen those
1: little things that are hooked up to like an Xbox Connect, and and they capture stick figures, and it
2: like maps out. So you're just pointing it in an yes. empty room. allegedly. I mean,
1: we didn't get a whole lot of stick figures, but we we got a few.
2: Right. So we're extremely excited for you guys to see the season. Like she said, it's completely free if you have Amazon Prime. Um, If not, I think the episodes are like a dollar, two dollars. Something like that. Um, But yeah, just let us know what you think on there, too. You can rate and comment on everything on Prime as well.
1: Yeah, and please rate, review, and subscribe. Good reviews (laughs) on Apple Podcasts. Or get on Podbean and write that guy the riot act
2: because I mean he didn't have to listen yeah for sure but thank you guys so much for coming out we really appreciate it we'll take a quick little selfie with everyone
1: yeah